Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next All generation right, of search Welcome engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the prince of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. We have uh, some loyal listeners, and uh, I had the pleasure of speaking with one for a couple hours on Saturday, all the way over in Dublin, Ireland, uh, from lovefurniture.ie, Unin McKenna. So, our listeners, and, and to learn, um, you know, what you guys want to hear and how often you want to hear it. So, let's get along with our outstanding slate of topics for the day. We had some pretty big news. It's uh, for years we as SEOs have mostly relied on Google to, if they're going to be doing anything sort of against a website uh, in terms of links, it's going to be to a website that's perceived as buying links or uh, getting links in an unnatural manner. Uh, but for pretty much history, um, the sites that are hosting those links, although they may eventually gain a lower uh, authority signal, have not been penalized or overtly warned about you know, hosting links that seem unnatural. Well, Everything has changed, and as reported at uh, Search Engine Roundtable, amongst many outlets, there was uh, Google issues mass unnatural outbound link penalties over the weekend. So this was published on April 12, 2016 at Search Roundtable, and uh, this is related to messages coming through the Google Search Console. Frank, why don't you tell us about them? Yeah, so in essence... This is, you know, and you know me being the conspiracy theorist about why this is being done. But however, it is the reverse. Normally, um, people that get inbound links with text base are the ones that are that prior and Penguin got the penalties. Now, what what Google has done is they're penalizing and manually penalizing, meaning they're going in and turning these these websites off, as it were, uh, for the links that they are sending. Largely, it's supposed to be about you know, native advertising, where if you're a mommy blogger and you're getting some product and you're writing about it and then linking back to the, the company that gave you the product without a no-follow, that is what they you know, basically went through and literally hit hundreds of thousands of websites apparently over the weekend on direct manner it'll be interesting to see the lag effect if you know uh, if those links are all turned to no follows over time and you know i'm sure that there'll be some brands that are going to help you know these people that have hosted their links and and because they want to keep these influencers because no matter what the link value is i would suspect especially with some of the powerful uh, influential mommy bloggers They'd rather have the link and have it no followed. So it probably behooves some of the brands that have, act, you know, been involved in this to to go out maybe proactively and help some of those uh, evangelists and uh, you know send out a message and say maybe you should consider using the no follow attribute on your link. One thing, real quick, before you comment on that, I do want to make sure that our listeners, uh, for anyone that's kind of more one on one, this is related to a manual penalty. So you actually get a message within the search console. As Frank alluded to, this is not Penguin-like, which is actually an algorithm update. Now, some would argue that maybe this kind of manual penalty, uh, as per se, it's always been known as a manual action, 
could be actually influenced by some of the quality um, score learning that their machines have done, right? And potentially some of these flags are actually being, I, I would expect strongly that these flags are coming from a machine and then there might be sort of a final uh, manual action being done or is it possible that these actions are actually completely automated, Frank? Yeah, I think that largely there may be, you know, a, an automation to it, but, you know, the the actual action was manually started. I, you know, there's no way in hell that, you know, over the hundred thousands, hundreds of yeah. thousands of sites. Yes. Yeah. It's it's been it's it's been going up everywhere, and it's interesting that you know. Well, even that, what, that's what I'm saying, Frank. You're saying that this could this was done manually, but I don't see at that scale how Google could have done. Well, no, I'm not saying. I'm, what I'm saying is that the actual decision and how it's being rolled out was manually implemented, but then it was automated. You know what I mean? Right. They, so I think this is a new hybrid between an algo and a manual penalty, basically, right? You could even argue that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's in the algorithm per se. It's not. It's it's not something that they're using, and that's what they're saying right now. You're not seeing any result, any changes in the results, because it hasn't been worked through the algorithm. It's actually a manual action that went through, looked at websites, and then you know automated a response in Google Console. Right. So when Google talks about, um, you know, what you're supposed to do and, and, and some of the citations, like, for example, uh, another link that you provided was a, um, you know, a link to an old Matt Cutts video from August 8, 2013, titled Unnatural Links from Your Site. And it's available uh, through the Google Webmaster blog uh, and then uh, it's support.com slash webmasters, you know, where they have all their answers, and then you click through if you want to YouTube. Uh, but so, you know, related to that, Frank, um, you know, is this basically that Google long ago forewarned that this could happen and now it's come to fruition? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is that originally it was done to the actual impact links. So, that was where there were a lot of anchor texts and people were manipulating what was going on and they were penalizing the people that were getting the links. Now what they're doing is they're penalizing sites that are actually sending them, which is you know, the other flip of the coin. You know, you've got a lot of these cases where uh, people have had, you know, they've only got one or two links to a particular place, but there's, 5,000 of them across the web. So, you know, exactly how it's being done and how they're automating, etc. Google ha really hasn't um, given any direct details to. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing that's tied to this um, is another article from Media Post that was published on April 8th uh, by Lori Sullivan. Brands losing trust in Google to serve most valuable search results. Now, I think the article itself is mixing paid and organic a little bit because it seems like the first part of the article talks about misleading ads that are being placed in there but then the second part quotes our good friend uh, and, and someone that we often quote Jennifer Slag from the SEM post and, and describes uh, you know the concept of EAT expertise authoritative and trustworthiness which is the new really way to describe is your content valuable right so 
Uh, tell me about this article, Frank, and and what you. Uh, to me, I think this is certainly ties in, right? Because if Google's doing things on the back end to websites that are sending unnatural links, that what the reason they're doing that is because they think that then the recipients of those links are getting an unnatural boost in results, right? So you could argue that if this media post article was more geared specifically towards misleading or uh, falsely buoyed, uh, you know, however you pronounce that when it's it's floated up, uh, buoyed, buoyed uh, type of uh, content as a result of these link schemes, right? So, um, you know, you could argue that what Google's doing when they're sending out unnatural link warnings is that all they're doing is trying to make sure that the uh, the sites that are rising up to the top as a result of the algorithm ranking them are uh, deserving and not misleading or potentially trying to... Uh, it seems to me like this article, Media Post, is covering both paid and organic, though, Frank. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the article there really is a little bit of a bitch from various people that are saying that, you know, come on, some black hats are still ranking and that there are a lot of platforms, and, and unfortunately, they point to Mashable and Search Engine Land and Search Engine Journal in this article that have uh, what are called avatorials, where you can, you know, if you're rolling out a tool, you get someone to write about it, and it gets put in there, and uh, th those pages rank, but they're actually paid commercials. And that sort of stuff, you know, people are moaning about that, and it's like, hey, it's content, it's relevant content about a particular thing. It's timely. Uh, yeah, it's timely, etc. You know, that's the thing. Uh, for example, right now, if you do a search for you know, unnatural link penalties, it's interesting to see the results. There, you know, Google's managed to really push up very quickly. Some, some results in, this, in that search page are hours old. In, in the in the SERPs and then others are you know a couple of years old. So well, the Moz.com from around the same time as that Matt Cutts art uh, video came yeah. out. There's six days later was the Moz article talking about it. Um, so good on Moz for that. And then the support.google is what we're seeing. And then one of our old school, our old stomping ground, search engine watch. Nice to see one that they haven't gotten uh, completely kicked out for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, just one more point to your point, uh, Frank. You know, I, I agree, too, and, and I was trying to set it up a little on a platter there, and you did a great job. You know, Marty's point about, you know, that kind of advertorial content, his quote, Marty Weintra Weintraub, uh, the founder of AimClear and, you know, uh, the, the search personality of the year a couple of years ago, great guy, really smart. And, um, you know, his quote is that it's the greatest ranking algorithm gap in years, allowing marketers to literally buy their way into Google search results with paid content. And, Frank, you just outlined all the reasons why that's happening. But we're going to have to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some more SEO stuff. We're going to focus in on how Google processed different algorithms as well as some additional alerts that site owners are getting in Google Search Console. So stay with us here on SEO Rockstars. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm.
Web Marketing Association presents Great Moments in Website History. 1994, Trey G browses with a high-speed 56K modem. 1997, Donnie W. discovers scrolling. 2006, Smudges the Cat becomes an animated GIF. What is your great moment in website history? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2016. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Reinventing keyword research. Simplify campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com. That's S-P-Y-F-U.com. And start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. Rockstars, thanks for being with us today. This is being recorded on April 12, 2016. Let's get right into our next topic. We got a little The Sem Post block here, a couple in a row from our friend Jennifer Sleg, who we just mentioned. How Google processes different algos to determine sites' rankings was published on April 8th. Uh, it was in regard to an interesting uh, question today in, in the Hangout, uh, specifically dealing with how Google processed algos to determine ranking. Uh, Frank, once again, why don't you provide us some insight into this article, good sir? Well, in essence, what they're talking about is when there are changes to the algorithm and what aspects of the algorithm apply to different types of content and, and different things that they're ranking. So um, they're talking about John Mueller who mentions it's hard to say because some algorithms at Google are updated essentially in real time as we get more information. Others are updated more in batches and sometimes these kind of play in together. So yeah, I mean, it's just Google has, as, as most of us should know, if you're just new to the space, they have a couple of hundred plus or minus different elements that go into ranking the ranking algorithm. And so when they make changes to it and how the changes are impacted, uh, they vary. 
and and a, one thing that I've been thinking about, and with all this thing with rank brain and the different changes that have happened recently, people have got to realize that there's a difference between the out the ranking process, the algorithm that's used to rank, and what you do as far as the content. See, Google comes through and they grab your content, they index your your content, and it sits there in their data center, and then they apply the algorithm when they get a query. It's not like Google, when you do a search in Google, they're actually going out there live and pulling all this information, which a lot of people tend to think they do. Right. There's a mix, as Jennifer points out. Uh, yeah. and, and it's funny because she hits at, at the end of this article on what kind of stood out to me in, in Mueller's quote was that it might take six months uh, for Google. Uh, you know, he describes the difference between the real time versus, uh, you know, when Google can actually apply the changes you've made to a page in order uh, for it to take effect in the algorithm and therefore the rankings. Um, and it could be up to six months. And I, when I read that, I almost gasped out loud. Uh, and that's, you know, six months could be on the extreme side, according to Jennifer as well. Such a site that hasn't had a single update in six years, for example, is a good example, right? So the other part, though, that I find interesting is that, you know, this is something that we've come to live within. But there's, I, I think this is a nice, succinct description of it, that there's parts of the algorithm that are pushed out in batches, such as Panda, and parts that are pushed out in real time, such as some on-page SEO factors, right? If they change the way that they're handling or, uh, you know, giving credit to a, per, a particular on-page factor, that can happen in real time. So depending on what changes you made, it might take a while until the batch hits, or it could be a real-time type of effect. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's how how Google on their end are ranking those particular factors. And, and when he says sometimes it'll take six months, you've got to look at the fact that even though you have uh, a thousand pages indexed in Google, go in, if, and if you don't have this, you should definitely, for your own information, get Search Console hooked up so that they'll show you how many of your pages they recall every day. You know, so if you're making changes to your content and you expect an immediate impact in the search results, they may not crawl through that changed page for a few days or for, for even longer if you have a lot of content and they're still only, you know, re-crawling certain amounts. So that there are actions that you can take. You can, you know, in your sitemap have modified dates and things like that so that they know that these are the ones that they should be looking at first. You know, there's just processes that a lot of people aren't aware of, and unfortunately, it, it creates a lot of the misinformation that goes around SEO. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump to another quick one from the SEM post, thesempost.com, uh, Jennifer Slag on April 7th. 2016, Google adds alerts and search results for site owners, non-mobile friendly. So very cool uh, thing. And she actually tweeted to John Mueller, who we were just talking about, uh, and who said, yes, they are in fact testing this and it's all they're testing right now, but asked her in the tweet, what else should we test? Uh, you know, for So what's happening is if you're logged into your phone and Google knows it's you and they know that you own the site that you're seeing in the search results, if it's not mobile friendly, they're actually putting up a message to you 
you and you alone saying your page is not mobile friendly. So then, uh, you know, another visitor would not see that message and then they'd probably get a less than mobile friendly experience, at least according to Google, right? So very cool stuff in terms of communicating directly. And, and I think a value, obviously, of interconnecting your uh, Android phone. Uh, yeah, exactly. With, I was uh, about to bring that up. That it, it, yeah. It's only happening in Android phones because the first thing I did was went and checked it on my Microsoft phone and it wasn't showing me anything. Maybe it, if Bing has a message for you. Yeah. Good job, Frank, I think is what they say to me most of the time. You found your site. So good, I think, you know, there's not much to talk about here other than Google's testing some stuff to try to, you know, and, and Jen actually had a great suggestion in the follow-up tweet I went through and read uh, directly on Twitter. Um, you know, when Mueller said it's the moment, it's just those that they're testing, but it's really a neat experiment, which other should we add? And her response was uh, maybe adding one to the desktop since she suspects most people vanity search their own site on a desktop. So. Good, good article and good point uh, stuff to keep an eye out. So make sure that you're connected and then do some vanity searches occasionally on your mobile device. I mean, you should certainly know what your content looks like on mobile, even if you think practically no one goes there, uh, because in the long term, someone will. So before break, let's cover one more uh, subject here. And this is from searchengineland.com. Uh, covered by our friend Barry Schwartz. We always want to try to get at least public one publication for Barry uh, and as many shows as possible because he is such a pulse of news for our industry. Google warns site owners their site is not mobile friendly in mobile search results. So this is the same story essentially, but uh, it's um, there's a Google help page that um, um, that's being bought up in Barry's article that I think is important as well and that everyone should go check out. It's called the Multi-Screen Guidelines. Uh, Frank, uh, did you check out this Google Help page? I think it's a pretty good, uh, and it's funny because I'm actually, uh, you know, I've been checking a, a lot of these mobile-friendly things recently, and, uh, you know, you, you want to find places where there's a centralized location, like even within Search Console, you know, you can you can actually, you know, it's a nice differentiator between mobile friendly and page speed insights because you might get a mobile friendly ranking from the page, uh, the mobile friendly tool that's available from Google. You just type in Google mobile friendly and you can run your domain through it. Uh, but then if you go through Search Console and you run down into the additional resources to the page speed insights, you might actually get a poor rating on mobile. And it's something that I've noticed a few times recently. Uh, so, Frank, just in general, uh, what are your thoughts on making sure that mobile-friendly uh, stays top of mind for an SEO? Well, I mean, there's a couple of factors in this one. One, you know, we're now past the point of more than half of search results are coming from mobile. So let's forget about the fact that, you know, we're, we're going to have to deal with voice search and all that sort of thing. But just straight text searches, they're more than 50% of those are being done in mobile devices now. So if your website isn't mobile friendly, it's not going to pop up in the search results. The other thing that you should be looking at are the accelerated mobile pages. Yep. Again, tie your website into the Google Search Console and it'll tell you. And basically the AMP uh, gives you the ability to pass uh, to a particular page that's designed to be accelerated mobile so that right. you can then you know it'll solve your problems for being mobile friendly 
it will you know improve your listings as far as the search results go so i mean it's definitely something that have you tested any app yet i, I actually had a client on the line last night and they were hesitant uh they're more on the development side and they're comfortable with you know their ratings for their mobile site and they've got you know they've taken the time to create mobile friendly pages and most of their traffic comes from mobile so um, I think that it's still, it's not like overkill. I think it's still worth testing uh, maybe one of your lower performing mobile pages or even one that's that's higher performing. What, have you tested any well, in yeah. real life? I mean, I've helped a couple of people with it you know, on the financial services side where a lot of people are engaging mobily to, to keep up with what's going on with investments. So, I mean, in that regard, you know, and, and the AMP countercode and I, I, I'm not the programmer that does the service side redirect to, to it Google actually will walk you through it but uh, yeah it, it has an impact the mobile friendly speaking to your pages etc that that are recommended uh, speaking not twerking yes exactly it, a uh, quick clarifier there yeah well it's the accent but yeah that you need to they be able to do stuff because you're, you're losing you're losing position in the search results. You're losing engagement with with your users, and they're going to go somewhere else. And there's yeah. alternatives out there in most. And they're sitting there bored as hell in a doctor's office or whatever. And they're surfing. I mean, they're going to just move right along, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, let's take a your break. And load well, you're done. Yep, right. You got one chance nowadays, and you better make it. You got one chance to hit the spotlight, and you better not lose it. Hey, uh, speaking of one chance to hit the spotlight, rock stars will be right back after these messages. Stay with us. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today bruceclay.com are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money i'm david ogletree president of wme training did you know that companies waste 25 percent of their ppc spend on average at wme training we can show you how to make your adwords account a lean mean converting machine whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level we have a class for you Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Conversion Conference, the can't-miss CRO event of 2016. Join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas, May 18th and 19th, for the biggest industry-wide conversion event ever. Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on. 
interact with expert speakers at informal networking events, and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face in the Expo Hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th, conversion conference last year sold out fast and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now. Let's get back to, to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back, All right, everyone. We are back. And I was just checking into it. Sad to hear that Noel Gallagher says Axel Rose joining ACDC is, quote, wrong. So, speaking of rock stars and rock bands, I, you know. I wouldn't mind that voice. I think it would work. The, but. the worst one I heard recently was that a- Adam Lambert's going to be the new frontman for Queen. Oh, really? I don't even know who Adam Lambert is, so He's that's probably... American Idol guy. I I don't watch the show. I just know that that's where it came from. I don't know whether he's uh, lost or whatever, but yeah, that's sad. Well, we're just trying to build up a little relevance for rock stars here on SEO Rock Stars. You know how we roll. These grand scripts have to sometimes be pertinent to rock stars. Otherwise, we could get busted for unnatural links if we ever choose to link to ACDC. <laughs> Let's get into the search engine watch. We've got a couple quick ones from SEW here, our old school stomping rounds. Teresa Litsa, April 8, 2016, 11 tips on how to optimize Pinterest pins for SEO. Now, this is something, speaking of mommy blogger targets, uh, that's a nice kind of uh, semantic connectivity there, too. Uh, where and what industries, Frank, uh, would you think are most aligned with Pinterest? Um, Pinterest is really popular with, with the, again, you know, females more than males, uh, it's interesting that the person that I saw that was making the most impact on Pinterest maybe four or five years ago was doing weddings and wedding dresses. And she had two or three million followers of each of those boards and very cleverly was running affiliate links to various you know, dress manufacturers and wedding sites and things like that. So I don't know. I haven't looked in a while because I, I, I keep my Pinterest as more of a bookmarking thing and, and it gets engagement. So uh, I'm sure if I wanted to, I could optimize a little more. And, and it's not a bad article. It runs through some of the things. Yeah. Interestingly, says not to use hashtags. I was just looking at that one. I was going to say that I'm now in love with Pinterest because their TOC says you shouldn't use keywords and hashtags. And I sometimes, when I'm feeling particularly uh, stabby, to use a, a friend of mine's favorite word, or road ragey would be another example, if I see too many hashtags in a row, I literally have to go to, into another room and scream out loud. But uh, I think that's a great point. Uh, too many hashtags stink, and I'm glad to hear that Pinterest is against them. I also wanted to quickly point out that there's a bunch of optimize with S in this. So obviously the uh, click Z has really is turning search engine watch into UK English, or maybe it's just Teresa Litza. Uh, yeah, no, Pinterest is definitely a source. You know, it, it's got a hundred million plus users and. 
you know, they're engaged. I, I have a Pinterest account, like I said, and I, I get notifications of at least, you know, 20, 30 people engaging with it daily. And I don't do anything to it except occasionally, maybe five or six times a month, pin an article that I want to come back to later. Is, is Pinterest a, um, I'm, I'm suspecting that any of the bad neighborhoods, they have no chance in there, right? Uh, that I don't know. We're going to have to do some research on that, obviously. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, to do the keyword research, I think, is a good uh, hint in here. I do also, um, there's a great sort of mini case study of how Nordstrom has a very successful presence on Pinterest. So, great article and uh, hat tip to Teresa. Let's jump to the next search engine watch one, if that's all right, Frank. Yeah. Um, April 6, 2016, by Christopher Ratcliffe. And we've certainly covered some of his content before. Uh, he's talking web promos Q&A with Google's Andre Lipatsev, and there's a transcript here. So um, Google in Ireland, uh, who, uh, the senior search quality senior strategist at Google Ireland, we'll have to get Yunin and him to hook up, uh, Andre Lipatsev, uh, has revealed the three most important ranking signals used by Google. So this I actually, I remember uh, this kind of being a buzz subject uh, last week, kind of right after we recorded last week's episode, I think. Uh, so, what are the three most important ranking signals? But actually, this is the entire transcript, Frank. So, which part did you want to focus on? Uh, well, I mean, first and foremost, anything that you're reading right now about rank brain is full uh, supposition, mythology. There's, there's no accurate information that's out there. There's a lot of people that are mentioning it, think, because of this particular comment that, you know, it's number three in the ranking factors and, you know, number one and two being uh, links and content. And rank brain, for one of a better description, is part of this artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, uh, the Borg or the Terminator or whatever you want to say that Google's developing to take over the world. Is it the Borg or is it the Borg? I think it must be the Borg. And what's the one from Terminator? Whatever that, you know. Oh, yes. Uh, Cybernine systems, yeah. right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So. Google Cybernine. So let's jump to our last. But yeah, so as I mentioned, and as you mentioned, this is a very long article. It's, it's an entire transcript. Actually, there is some really good stuff in here. And, you know, it's well worth, it's 7,000 plus words. So, I mean, it's well worth reading through. Because there are some interesting things where they're talking about the difficulty Google has and the move towards uh, voice and uh, the difference between, because it had Rand and Dave Parry and Eamon and a bunch of other people, Bill Swalski, in this discussion, um, all talking. And, and he pointed out that there are a lot of people that are just coming to search, that are just starting to use search apps and things like that. So... Yep. How we look at search and how the average person does are two different things. And, you know, it, it overall, if you're an SEO, you should read this. Right. And it, it does mention, and I don't want to leave people hanging that may not have heard our episode from last week when we covered the other article by Radcliffe, which is the three most important ranking signals, uh, which uh, um, rank brain is one of them, and then content and the links pointing to your site. So no big uh, duh there. Um, let's move to the last subject du jour, 
Uh, SearchEngineJournal.com. Our good friends at Search Engine Journal are about to enjoy uh, the SEJ Summit tomorrow, actually, in Santa Monica. So we wish them a good time and great content. What is Google Tag Manager? Now, if there's one thing that I was to point that I learned about in 2015 that was probably the most important thing that I learned about, it was how to get implement and use Google Tag Manager. I think it's a, it's a great tool. Um, it allows you to run all your pixels from Facebook to AdWords to even you know your uh, search console. Whatever you want to run, you can run and you can connect it through uh, GA, for example. You can set different uh, tracking uh, codes for GA through the Google Tag Manager, and it's a great thing. So I think I just answered the article, but uh, according to um, uh, Meg Cabrera uh, on the SEAJ staff from April 7th, she provides a nice um, uh, overview here of what Tag Manager is and, and, and the tips and, and some tips as well, Frank. Yeah, no, no, without a doubt, this is the other part of analytics that you know, people can use. Plus, it helps with the implementation of tracking codes and things like that, like you said, across a lot of different platforms. So uh, if you're not using it, if you're using five or six different conversion tracking uh, programs and you've got to go into your Bing and your Facebook and your AdWords, etc., this is going to give you a hell of a lot more information and you've got an easy one-spot access to find it all. Yeah. And by the way, um, she is referencing, um, you know, we're all about uh, being friends with all our friends in the industry. And uh, one of the things that she references at the bottom is the Marketing Nerds podcast with Brent Kosoris. Uh, so check that out. And uh let us know what you think, but come back and don't forget to check us out at iTunes, iHeartRadio, and come by and visit us at Facebook at facebook.com slash SEO Rockstars and Twitter slash SEO Rockstars. We've come to the end of another week. Frank, my good friend, uh, thank you again for the great content curation and for all of our listeners, thank you for being with us and we hope you shall return next week and listen to the podcast. Peace out, Frank. Have a good weekend. Have a good week, folks. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business -business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.